Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I'm your host, Emmy Kirshner. On today's episode, I have the privilege to interview somebody that I've admired from afar for a really long time, and that is the founder of FemCity. It's one of my most favorite networking organizations, and it's one of the organizations that I've networked for and with the longest, and it's been beneficial to me and my business. Violet is an amazing, amazing woman. And on the show today, she shares how Femme City has evolved over the years and how she had to really stop playing small and to take a huge leap of faith in delegating and her growth from Femme City to reach what it is now. She shares how she's had to step into her superhero talents and so much more. If you're starting your business or you've been in business for a little while, you're definitely going to want to listen to this one. My name is Emmy Kirshner. I'm a serial entrepreneur and investor. The one thing that I get asked all the time is, how do you achieve success in business and make an impact? In each episode of the Tribe of Leaders podcast, you'll hear from entrepreneurs and visionaries who share how their leadership has changed not only their lives, but the lives of everybody around them. Hey, Violet, welcome to the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. And I'm really excited about talking about Femme City because it has been the organization that I've been a part of absolutely the longest. And I've been in a lot of networking groups. So I think that says a lot to, to what you've created and who you are. So welcome. Thank you, Emmy. I love hearing that. I'm so glad to be here and I'm honored that you asked. Yeah, well, I'm really excited. So I want to get into kind of the behind the scenes of Femme City and what was the catalyst for you starting this amazing group? Because it wasn't what it is now, which is the global business organization for women. Correct. Yeah. So I had actually moved from Raleigh, North Carolina, back home to Miami, Florida. And for 10 years in Raleigh, I owned a Pilates studio and it was a women's only boutique style Pilates studio. And I really think the success of that studio came from the women that I hung out with. So there was a group that I used to belong to in Raleigh that's still around and still gather and meet. And I love them so much. Mm -hmm. And that really inspired me to, you know, scale the business, grow the business. And I really give that group a lot of credit for just bringing us together. The women in the group were just amazing. And when I moved to Miami, the company I worked for at the time was at the Four Seasons Hotel. So I was doing the PR marketing for the Four Seasons. And they paid for every single networking event, any kind of gathering I wanted to go to, whether it was free or $10 or $100, it didn't matter. And so I did spend some time networking here in South Florida. I really didn't know many people. I mean, I'd been gone from Miami for about 12 years and I needed to kind of create my network again. And every time I would go to these beautiful events here in Miami, and granted, Miami knows how to do beautiful, fantastic, gorgeous, you know, events and the swag bags and everything is just beautiful. I just always mm -hmm. felt a little bit deflated. Like I leave and I just felt like I really didn't connect with anyone and it wasn't really adding to my circle and it wasn't really giving me what I was searching for. And so after doing that for about two years, 
And during that time, I would tell people like, oh my gosh, you should start something for women. It would be so great. And people looked at me like I was crazy. And so after two years, I was like, I think that woman has to be me. And I will just start a really small group. I asked a couple girlfriends to meet me for lunch. I told them, this is what I want to start. I want it to feel about community. I want it to be really diverse. I want it to be something that we can just depend on each other and a very, very small group. And so that's how it started. Our first lunch here in Miami was not the best. <laughs> so we had 20 women that attended and it was really boring. We just kind of stared at each other. Like, like I always say like a really bad baby shower, but just like looked at each other. Like, Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> there are no games to play. And then the second time I did it, I then added two speakers and we added these commercials. And so I kind of went from like very, very boring to like over the top, way too much, you know, content or way too much right. components. And then the third time I got it just right. So we had one speaker and then these commercials that we did about ourselves. And I did that. That was in 2009. I started that in March. I ran that until about November and we were always sold out. We had women coming from all over to come to our Femme City Miami event. And one day this woman pulled me aside and said, you know, I love this um, group. I love, I come here. I drive really from far away. I drive from Fort Lauderdale, which is about a 45 minute drive. And I panic because they sell out. And I think that you're being very selfish for not launching this in Fort Lauderdale. And I was, I mean, at the time, I mean, on top of like running my own PR marketing business, having the three kids, you know, I was sitting on the board for six different charities. I thought to myself, no, has ever called me selfish, but I understood what she was asking for, but I didn't really see the value in it. I thought really the world already had groups that gathered and, you know, as the universe sometimes works after she said that, like two or three other people told me the same thing that day. And then the next day, like I got a couple more emails from friends. So we had no website, we had no membership, we had no business model, we had nothing. All we right. had were pictures that were being posted on Facebook. And from that and women tagging themselves, other women were seeing that and they were requesting from city. And a matter of fact, they would actually reach out to me and say, who do I need to contact to like start one of those? Like well, who, who's the person? And I was like, um, that would be me, but why would you want to even start this? Like clearly anyone can gather, but it was really that they were looking for the diversity, the format and the structure mm -hmm. that I had already created. So that's really how we started. It was completely by accident. I never envisioned myself to be doing this for 10 years. I never thought it would become my full-time gig and just never envisioned it to be across, you know, the country and now in Canada, just never at that moment. No, I had no vision of that. I think it's what makes it so interesting is that you kind of fell into this thing that's grown tremendously and organically by accident. Right. Right. Well, and there was a lot of evolution. So you mentioned at the beginning that, you know, we were this networking group and we would only do lunches and throughout the years. And I love sharing this because I think so many times, so many times women, um, look to launch a business and they think it's going to be that exact same business for 10 years or 20 years. But the reality is that we were approached by Google and Yelp and they wanted to teach classes to our members a couple of years ago. And that was great. You know, they taught these classes and that really propelled us into adding that educational component, you know, having these mm -hmm. classes that were going on. And so we've definitely evolved. I mean, even our name has evolved. Our mission statement has evolved. The programming that we've done, our format has evolved. So everything has evolved, but the mission is still the same. We are on a mission to help over a million women launch and grow a business around the world. I truly personally believe that in order for you to have the wealth that you envision and the balance that you crave, you need to be in business for yourself. That is a great way to do that. 
I totally agree with you. I want to circle back for a quick minute too, because you said when this was starting, the person who had called you selfish because you were in Fort Lauderdale as well, like you were you know, doing this, you were working full time, you have three kids, you're on you know, six, the board of six different organizations. How did you make all of that happen? Because that's a lot. That is a lot. And I talk about that often that I was losing my mind. And so, you know, at the time I was jacked up on that sensation of being able to accomplish everything. And I was a great board member. Also, I was raising the funds. I was creating the sponsorships. I was doing what board members do. So I was excelling in all areas, but there was one moment when I went to the doctor's office, I was having a little bit of chest pain and, you know, he took my blood pressure and I started to get really sick. You know, I was running myself ragged and he took my phone away, walked out the door left me in the dark. And I thought, what is he, has he lost his mind? <laughs> I was like, I can't believe he just did that. And then he came back like 15 minutes later, took my blood pressure and said, you need to stop working. You know, that's, that is the cause of all of your ailments. And from that point on, I really started to shift into a different mindset. I started to align myself with really what my vision is, what my, my talent is, what do I want to accomplish in the, in life? Because I couldn't continue on that path. And there was a, a lot of, you know, defined labels I had given myself and, you know, removing those board positions, you know, did that mean I was a failure? Did it mean I was letting people down, you know, saying no to other board positions that come, that came my way. So there was definitely, that's a whole other shifting journey that I had to go through. And it's not easy. You know, there's no book on like how you can go ahead and like make the change. Like, how do you even start? Because you're so overwhelmed when you're in that point, you're so overwhelmed with life that you don't even know where you need help because you're just drowning. But you also have this like high that you're able to do it. Like every day you're like, whoop, I did another day, like knocked all that out of the park, but not realizing that you're literally just dying on the inside. Right. Right. So that realization that you had to slow down and, and let go of some things, how has that changed your life? But how has it changed how you're running Femme City? Oh my gosh, it's changed everything. So I think I'm also a much more peaceful, harmonious person. I think my energy was very frenetic at times because I was so just energized by the addiction I had to being busy. Mm. And I think everyone around me felt that, you know, and sometimes people would, you know, my best friend would say to me, gosh, Violet, people are always asking me, like, how does she do it all? How does she do it all? And I thought that was just such an honor, right. For someone to say that, like, wow, they really think so highly of me. And at the end of the day, it didn't matter what people think. It really mattered the way I was feeling and, and what was a priority for myself. So that was a whole entire, yeah, it was, it was a wake up call and it was just, saying, starting to say no to things. And then it starts feeling really good. And it starts feeling really good then to have a peaceful, you know, a presence. And it was good to then find calmness in like meditating or going to, you know, outside and just sitting on the bench without any phone around me. I mean, it changed everything about who I was. And I think it also then changed the way we developed from city where I started hiring more people and realizing like, I can't do this all. And I need to have a really amazing team around me. So that definitely helped me to delegate. That was a, that was something that I also didn't know how to delegate. You know, I was right. a member of all these board positions and I could hire people, but then sometimes I'd be like, Oh my gosh, you know what? You can't, you don't know how to do it. I'll just do it for you. You know, like I was in that mindset and that's not the way to scale 
and that's not the way to build. You right. definitely need a team. And that goes with even family, right? You need some sort of support, whether it's your best friend, your neighbor, your girlfriend, a babysitter, you know, a sibling that lives nearby or an aging parent or whatever it is. We need support systems in everything that we do, even at the gym. You know, you've got to have that circle of people to just balance you out and to help you along your path. Absolutely. Totally agree with you. And particularly from family and friends, I think, at least the way I've raised my kids is like, we're a team. So, you know, everybody gets what they need and we all support each other at the moments that they need it because we're all going through different things. And it's, you know, it's kind of finding that balance back and forth. And I see a lot of women, and I know I've done it myself, do exactly what you just said, which is, that, oh, you know, I'll just do it because it'll be easier if I do it. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, learning to delegate is so important. So what's one thing somebody could do to get started with delegating if they feel really uncomfortable with let going, letting go of the, the reins of their business? Yeah. I want to add also, since we're on that, I love this topic is that when you and I did that, when we get into mm -hmm. that mindset of like, I'll just do it. What we're really doing is we're intentionally playing small. Because there is no way that if you want to scale or if you want to up level, there is no way that we are experts in every single aspect of every single subject in life. Like, it's just not, that's not like, we're not, you and I are not the best CPAs and we're not the best marketing people. We're not the best in graphic design. We're not the best, like, you know, we all have a superhero talent, but we have to, when we delegate, we also give into the idea that we can scale. And we're also giving somebody else the power to utilize their superhero talents. So if you, mm -hmm. if you approach it from that perspective, that when you don't delegate, when you, when you really intentionally say, I'm not going to hire someone, I just do it myself. And it's not because of funds because you can barter with someone. I mean, nowadays you can hire on freelance websites on Upwork, you know, for different projects. So really when you're choosing that is you're choosing to play small. So I encourage those that are listening to really look to see like why you're not delegating. And when you start realizing that you do need to delegate, the best formula to use is to look to see what is your superhero talent? What is that thing that you were born with, that you worked on, the skills or the classes you took, or the certifications? Like, what is that gift that you give to others through the service of your business? Everything else can be delegated. And so what I did is I started, cause I didn't have billions of dollars when I started from city, I poured a lot of my own money in. I actually didn't receive any money back for many years. And I worked 50 hour weeks with nothing in return because I believed so much in the work that we were doing. But when I started getting a little bit of money in the first thing I hired was a bookkeeper. Why? Because you know, I like numbers, but that's not my thing. Like I'm not, you know, like my superhero talent is creating communities. And so that was the first thing. And then after that, it was like, okay, let me hire an admin. Because even though I enjoy customer service, that is not my thing. And so I hired people that that was their superhero talent. You know, my bookkeeper, that is her thing. She went to school for that. She worked in the bank for many, many years. And that is her business. And then the admin, you know, she's a VA. She has a VA business. So that is her superhero talent. So I would look at what you're doing and pull out one thing that makes you so unique and beautiful and gives the life to your business and everything else most likely can be delegated away in little pieces. And you can start off with like a $300 a month retainer, and then you can increase to a $500 a month retainer. Or if you don't even have two pennies to rub together, cause I've been there too. You can then reach out to someone that you've met perhaps at a some city gathering or a neighbor or whoever that you come across. And you can say, you know what? You specialize as an example, you specialize in bookkeeping and I specialize in marketing. 
I, would you be interested in doing a barter, you know, where you can help me with bookkeeping and I can help you with the marketing aspect and work on that relationship because then you're beneficially helping one another, the energy is unequal, you know, what you're giving, you're receiving, and then all businesses flourish. So there are ways that you can do it. And I think a lot of times we, we don't think like that because we feel like we have to have, you know, we have to pay everyone $75,000, and it has to have insurance and it has to, you know, maternity leave. And no, you can, you, there are freelancers out there that you can reach out to and they're happy to help you. And they're experts in those fields. Do you find also that when you start hiring other people to you know delegate those tasks and they're the superhero or whatever it is, whether it's bookkeeping or social media or marketing or the admin, that the energy level is totally different around the work that's getting done and everybody seems to be uplifted more. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Because imagine, I truly believe that people can sense your energy even if you don't speak a word. So let's say I am overwhelmed at work and I'm handling the bookkeeping and I'm obviously, I'm a creative, right? So bookkeeping to me is not my superhero talent. But that anxiety that I have, because I have to deal with it every day, I have to file certain things, I have to budget, I have to go ahead and classify all that stuff that bookkeepers and accountants do. That's what you're feeling. And it's also taking my eye off the growth of the company because I'm working on the maintenance of the company. But if my superhero talent is what people hire me for, every single moment that I electively choose to do a task that is not in alignment, it's actually diminishing the growth of my business versus giving it to someone else and having their business flourish, their energy rise. Mine's now elevated too, because I no longer have to deal with the stuff that I really didn't feel connected to already of course the energy changes. And again, your vision should always be, and your action steps should always be in alignment to that bigger vision that you have for your business. Whether it's making $50,000 a year, making jewelry or $15,000 a year teaching yoga or scaling your business to have franchises around the world, whatever that is, that always makes sense to go ahead and just focus on the growth and your superhero talent, everything else, you know, give other people the opportunity to shine also. Absolutely. I know I've worked with a number of other Femme City members and it's always such a fun collaboration. So whether, yeah, it's, I mean, it's my primary go-to place to find the things that I need, whether it's a photographer, graphic designer, et cetera. And they've become my friends. And it's, I mean, for me, it's just an amazing, um, it's an amazing city here in Philadelphia, as I'm sure all the cities are across the country. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, after you kind of grew into Fort Lauderdale, what was the catalyst for going national? So we kept getting requests from women in other cities and Philadelphia was right after Fort Lauderdale. And I remember thinking to myself, I had had a series of aha moments that led me to this point. I don't understand what women are asking of me, but I will move forward. I knew that I had to move forward. I knew this was a path that I needed to take. And so that's really what ignited that concept of scaling in other cities. I knew I had a Pilates studio that I owned for about 10 years and I did have satellite locations and I looked to franchise, I looked to scale and I couldn't because I had created as a hobby business and I was also pregnant with my third child and I just didn't have the energy to kind of redo the entire business model to go ahead and scale it. And I always told myself whenever I do something again, that's pretty big. I want to make sure I can scale it beyond my name. I couldn't sell the Pilates studio because everyone wanted to take classes with Pilates and 
and it was all about Violet. Right. And so no one really wanted to buy the studio because I was going to be gone. And so that was always also behind my thought process is that whatever I do in the future, I need to make sure I can scale it because I want to be able to impact the world in a greater way. And so we all are in business to help others. So, you know, I think scaling is a natural thought process, you know, whether you're a coach or you are, you know, a hairstylist or a makeup artist or whatever, whatever industry that you're in, you know, the idea of scaling means that you can empower so many more people because of your superhero talent. Right. Absolutely. And I think that that's what's so cool too, is that this grew so organically or at least that's my understanding. Yeah. Very organic. Um, and I love that, you know, Philly was kind of the third, the third city. And I think we're one of the largest ones at this yes. point, yeah. but it's really just grown exponentially and now into Canada. What is it that makes Femme City so unique? Because there are lots of women's organizations, at least in the Philadelphia area now that are just exclusively women. And yet there's something that draws you know, women to Femme City particularly, and I think keeps them there. I think that when we added our slogan, business for your soul, that really said everything. And part of the goal of Femme City since the very first day was to create communities for women that understood that together we are stronger and united. We all up level together. We all rise together. And so it didn't matter what color skin you are, height, weight, age, political affiliation, religion, all that stuff. It doesn't matter when you're at Femme City. It's all about family. And it's about understanding that we all have value and purpose that is equal. So I am not better than you. You are not better than me. We are two humans that have come together and appreciate the beauty within us all. And I think that because we talk about it so often, it's part of like, you know, when I do the Wednesday emails, like today I did one about how to find, you know, how to connect to your purpose. Like when we talk about that over and over, it really resonates with a certain type of woman. We are not for everyone. You know, we're not for the women that think that they're better for everybody else, or we're not for the woman that wants to go to a networking event that only has, I mean, I'm cute. So I'm going to use Cuban as an example, you know, only Cuban women. So, you know, it's really about community, bringing everyone together. And I think one of the most beautiful stories that I see is when two women get to be best friends and they are so completely different. And what society would have told them, oh, like, you know, they would have never gotten along. They have nothing in common. Their industries are different. Their backgrounds are different, everything. But for whatever reason, FM City, they have found each other and they become best friends and they do a lot of business together and they flourish. I think it's because we talk about that all the time. That's part of who we are. We always say the spirit of Thumb City. I think that's what makes us different. I mean, there are a lot of great organizations out there, but I feel like we are the ones that just really incorporate that gratitude component and that, mm -hmm. that soulful approach of being in business because there is a spirit behind every single business. Absolutely. And I, I think now that you're saying that too, that having that soul piece in there allows women to acknowledge that they're doing business differently and they're looking at it more holistically. And, and it's not just the selling or the serving of other people or the product or service that they have, but it's that they're creating something that's expansive and evolving. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and it's connected to the, per, the service, you know? So a, right. a lot of times I see femmes that get stuck in like, why isn't my business growing? And why am I not getting clients and this and that, but you know, they're coming, they're just looking from an owner's perspective. But if you just shift your mind and you say, you know what, how can I serve better? What, you know, maybe it's the way, the way that I'm, the words that I'm using, or maybe it's the packages mm -hmm. or the pricing, like how do I serve better? So I can help more people. As soon as you switch it from that, you've already entered into that soulful side 
of being in business. You already kind of get into the heart of it. It's not about just let me make money. Let me make money. You know, money is great. Wealth is great. I, I talk about wealth mindset all the time. It's one of my favorite topics, but it has to be connected to service and value and purpose that has to be there. So that flow is just continually growing and flourishing. And it's a win-win for everyone that's connected. Right. I totally agree with that as well. We're so aligned in, in our thought process of business and, and how you can, you know, grow your revenue, but through service and helping others. And it is definitely a different mind shift. And I think what we grew up with where it's just, you know, get a job, have a salary, work nine to five, retire, sit on the porch. Porch <laughs> <laughs> sounds nice though. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, you know, it's more exciting to travel and do other things too. Absolutely. How do you see Fem City impacting women's lives and, and entrepreneurs' lives in the future? We really have a lot more work to do. So we're not even close to the impact that we want to create around the world. I think now more than ever, our work is just getting started when we look at whatever political affiliation or whatever the views are at the end of the day, I think it's really valuable for women to come together and really create that community because I, I think that that's what's missing. So, you know, when you watch TV, uh, women are fighting, they're fighting over the man, they're fighting over the rose, they're fighting because, you know, of money, whatever. It's like, I, I stopped watching TV years ago because of that. Mm-hmm. So the work that we do, imagine creating 500, 800 communities around the world where women gather once a month and the format is always about gratitude for themselves, gratitude for other women, you know, learning from one another, introducing each other to new members. And that is so powerful. And I dream of that, you know, when things get really hard, I dream of like, you know, what that will feel like to have that shift around the globe. So I think in many ways, we just got started. You know, we just, our our work is just really starting to take hold. If we can get women to consider launching their own business, you know, believing in themselves, making that realization that they deserve to have the life that they envision for themselves. I mean, there's just so much work to be done. There is, I think it's endless and I love your vision. Um, I'm looking forward to being a part of it as, you know, a femme sister and, and the ripple effect that you're going to create by having all of these femme cities all over the world and that coming together and the gratitude because the gratitude is what changes everything. Absolutely. And you know, we, I, I know that Philadelphia is um, one of our flagships, but with our smaller locations that are popping up in backyards across the United States and Canada, those are called collectives and they're smaller. They're maxed out at 25. But what we've incorporated there is a gratitude shout out for themselves. And so mm-hmm. they have the moment where they have to stop and acknowledge something great about what they accomplished that week or that month. And you know, it's really difficult for women to do that. And so we said, you know what, let's go ahead and put it and force them to do that. Because the more, if they do it once a month, it will eventually start triggering something in their brains to say, you know what, it feels good to acknowledge my worth and to recognize what I've accomplished and also have the praise of other women applauding my efforts, you know? And so even if you just take a moment and say, you know what, I was really scared about, you know, going to a spin class today and I did it. And so you're saying it out loud and you're acknowledging that because I think so many times women, they don't acknowledge how great they are, how wonderful that they were scared to do that pitch and they did it. Or they were scared to send in that Ted talks video, but they did it. Like all those little moments, if you can Mm -hmm. just stop and pause 
and maybe that's some homework for your listeners to stop and pause and just like recognize where you are right now and the beauty that you have. And I'm not saying physical beauty, like, oh, your cheekbones are so great. I'm saying like real beauty, right? Like really on the inside, what you've gone through what it took to get to where you are today. Just spend moments like recognizing that and giving yourself applause. I think that is really a, the biggest thing that we can do to start changing the conversation and changing the way that we relate to other women. Yes, definitely. And I'm going to challenge everybody that's listening, whether you're a man, woman, you know, somewhere in between, like take five minutes yep. or even two minutes right now and think about all of the things that have happened that are good for you in the last day, the last two days, the last week, and start focusing on those because it does totally change your thought process. And I think we spend too much time with I should have, my to-do list isn't done, this right. isn't working, blah, blah, blah. And when you start looking at all the good things, more good things happen. Absolutely. And, and I'm glad that you said uh, men and women. I, I've only worked with women for, you know, like two decades between my Pilates studio and Femme City. So I know that men are a little bit better at this than we are just a little bit because I have my son and I have my husband and uh, my brothers, but I know there are a lot of men that can actually work on that as well. So I talk about mm -hmm. women, 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 but I love that you mentioned because it's all humans, you know, like to spend, right. just, just to spend time and acknowledge because you're right. We wait for like, you know, we pitched that client, but then we didn't get it. Okay. So you didn't get it, but you know what? You pitched them. Like, how great is that? And like, right. now you're prepared to pitch another one and maybe it'll be bigger. Like yesterday, my daughter had a, an internship uh, Skype meeting and you know, they ended the Skype call and she goes, well, I don't know if I got it. And I'm not sure. I'm like, you know what? Who cares? Like that someone in New York city reached out to you and coordinated a meeting and wanted to get to know you means so much already. Like just praise yourself in that moment versus brushing it aside and only basing your worth on the result, not, not based on the journey that it takes to get there. Love it. Love it. Hey, if somebody wanted to check out Fem City, what's the best way for them to do that? Sure. I invite all your listeners that would like to join or kind of take a look. We have a 30 day free trial, so there's no commitment. You can cancel whenever you want, but it gives you 30 days. You can access our online library. We have masterclasses every month. We have eBooks. We have worksheets. We also have a course now that's free for our members. It's a 20 week course on how to grow and launch your business. Again, it's all in alignment with what we want women to um, move forward with. So anything we can do to help you grow your business, that's what we create. And, um, and you can even take a spot when you do the 30-day free trial, you can actually visit one of our locations as a guest, check it out and see if it fits perfect for you. I mean, it's not for everybody, but this is the only way that you can sample it. It's just to go ahead and sign up for the 30-day trial. Awesome. And that's on the website, correct? That's on the website. You go to femc.com and it's 30 days and um, at, you'll get reminders. So if you're like freaking out that, oh my gosh, what if in 30 days and you'll get a reminder that when it's coming, you know, to the right. end of your trial, you'll get some emails from me with some homework again, to kind of utilize some classes, check out some worksheets. And, uh, and if you do join, we do, it's $15.99 a month, uh, or you can join for the year, which is $150. So awesome. very, very economical for anyone totally and completely worth the investment. We will definitely have the link to the website um, where you can find the 30 day free trial in the show notes as well. So just click the link and you can check it out. Thank you. Thanks so much, Emmy. This is great. Uh, yeah. I can say, Violet, thank you so much for coming on. I love talking about Prime City. As I said, it's near and dear to my heart. 
And I, as I said, I'm really looking forward to seeing all of the ripple effects that you make in the world as FemCity continues to grow. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, hope to see you in Philadelphia when I'm there in a couple of weeks. I will be there. Yay! As an entrepreneur, do you ever feel isolated, like you're just grinding away and not getting to the place or reaching the goals that you want? Maybe you've realized that you just spent days, weeks, or even months trying to accomplish something only to figure out that the answer that you have would have saved you all of that time. I know I've had that experience and my clients have as well. And that's why I created the Tribe of Leaders Biz School. Get the accountability, the training, and the knowledge base in a community of like-minded people who are there to support you. Go ahead and check it out. It's thetribeofleaders.com.